0: Hello, Arbor City. It's uh, Jamie here again. Um, So if you've been following along with us, you you will know that we've been going through the the Eat This Book series and uh, so this is an Equip uh, training night and uh, uh, we're going to be going through the topic of Lectio Divina which is kind of the ancient practice of spiritual reading and uh, um, to kind of help us to read the scriptures, or, or one way of reading the scriptures uh, in, in this kind of series. Um, but I guess some of you will be wondering why we're going through this even right now in the midst of an incredibly difficult last week and a bit that, that we've had in KZN and Khao um, And um, one of the things that I was thinking about is Is you may remember I spoke about this story in Nehemiah chapter 8 in my first preach on the series uh, where Ezra gets up and reads the scriptures and there's like this revival that breaks out in the people. And um, what I, I really enjoy about that moment is if you read, in Nehemiah up to that point uh, they began to build the wall. The war gets built, but then they go through like a really difficult, like societal time. Uh, things haven't turned out exactly um, like Nehemiah had planned. Uh, people are not living uh, as well as he would hope. Um, there's there's a, a breakdown in the kind of fabric of Jerusalem at that time. And, uh, and, and so what happens is at that point, Ezra gets up and reads the scriptures and revival begins to break out. And, uh, um, and I just love that story because there's this part of where the scriptures help root us and ground us and help shape our futures, help direct us where the scriptures become a source of great comfort and grounding. And the scriptures also become a source of moving forward and shaping us to become the people of God that. And um, I think in a moment like this right now, uh, we can look at the needs. We can look at the challenges. We can feel there's a need to get stuck in and there is a need to get stuck in. Um, but there's also a need for us as the people of God in this moment to be grounded in God's word in what he said in who he is and also not just to be grounded but to be envisioned by God and his word for our future and even for the future of South Africa so we, we're going to just look at it, the script night Lectio Divina. I'm going to try and break that down, what that is, give us a little bit of information on all the different steps of Lectio Divina and hopefully help us to be able to read the, the scriptures a little bit more richly. So Lectio Divina, it is uh, the ancient practice of spiritual reading. Um, And uh, it is a practice of how to read the Bible. Um, And if if you are like most people, certainly me at many times in my life, um, if, if you're like most people, there, there will be times, um, maybe even right now, where you are discouraged with your Bible reading, where maybe you, you feel like you're just going through the ropes or you haven't picked up the scriptures in a while, or you're just not feeling like you're really engaging with them in any meaningful way. Well, Lectio Divina is in some ways a practice to help you engage with the scriptures in a in a deeper and hopefully more meaningful way and it's spiritual reading in the sense that it's not um, reading for just knowledge it's not reading just to accumulate knowledge of the bible and what you've read Uh, it's regarded as spiritual reading because it is reading to be changed it's reading to allow the scriptures to deeply get into us and form us in in a meaningful um, way. And so I want to take us through the different steps of Lectio Divina. Um, Traditionally, the Lectio divina steps have have been three steps and then four and i'm going to add a fifth step and i'll I'll tell you why but traditionally the three steps of Lectio Divina have been this read think pray Um, so so the step of reading thinking praying uh, or read meditate pray have been the the three steps of Lectio Divina, and then then they became rethink, pray, live. So some people add a fourth one, uh, which is reading, meditating, thinking, engaging, praying, and then trying to live out what you've been read. Uh, but I want to add a fifth one for us because I think in the midst of the craziness of urban living, of uh, of living in a bigger kind of urban suburban space um, in the midst of the busyness of the digital era and and the um, uh, how much of our attention uh, gets demanded of by these devices, phones, computers, uh, TVs, things like Netflix and social media, work needing to be online all the time. In the midst of all of that, I think there's a fifth one that would help us to do this properly and that's stop Read, think, pray, live, stop, read, think, pray, live. Um, So the first one, the reason why I add stop there is because um, I think there is a danger in us uh, trying to do Lectio Divina in a distracted manner. And to do spiritual reading, we need some focused time to do it properly. But there's a danger of trying to do Lectio Divina, these practices, while searching your phone on social media, while trying to accomplish another task, while um, driving in the car and listening to it on an audiobook. There's this danger of us trying to do it in the midst of everything else that we're doing. Um, But I think the reality is, is that authentic, deep spirituality is not a rapid, distracted process. Um, I think authentic, deep spirituality is a slow, intentional, determined process, Um, and uh, it doesn't just happen accidentally it happens as we engage with God in a deep and a meaningful way and that requires us to stop. Step one. It requires us to stop. It's the same reason why I think the scriptures mention Sabbath. Uh, Why Sabbath is one of the practices of the scripture. It's like we work for six days. We engage in some activities for six days. We're running around. But at some point if we want to engage with God in a meaningful way we have to stop. We have to dedicate some time to him. Some people in, in history have called this the quiet time. They've called this the, the time when you go into your room or your study or someplace and you spend a deliberate time with God. It's stopping. Um, but I think if we want to engage with the scriptures in a meaningful way, we need to learn to stop. We need to learn to pause. Uh, for myself, I, I mentioned this in my sermon uh, a week ago. But for myself, what I do is I put my phone in another room so it can't distract me. Um, I find time when I'm going to be undistracted. It's before my daughters wake up, so I, I have some time where I can stop and I can read read the scriptures in an in a non distracted way. I don't have work that I have to do. Um, I don't have anyone demanding any of my attention generally at that time. And I've put my phone away so that I can stop so that I can pause so that I can slow down so I can allow the distractions and the craziness and the busyness of everything that's going on to just be put aside for a moment so that I can stop pause relax um, um, not be distracted and engage with the scriptures in a meaningful uh, way there's this uh, verse that i love in luke it says this but jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed and jesus was busy he, he was doing a lot of good work. Uh, I mean, Jesus was feeding people, he was healing the sick, he was casting out demons, um, he was teaching, he was engaging with people. Uh, Jesus was often, had people around him all the time and, uh, and the work that he was doing was really meaningful and really engaging and yet Jesus himself this, he almost like disengages from that work. He goes away, uh, takes some time in in a day. Often it would have been morning or at night when people, um, when everything else had kind of slowed, and he goes away, finds place by himself so that he can engage with God, and uh, and that's what I mean by step one. It is us stopping taking time to where we can have some dedicated time uh, that is unrushed, unhurried, undistracted, uh, where the phone is put away or put on uh, airplane mode, where, um, where we can engage or read the scriptures in an undistracted, unhurried way. Um, And that, I think, is step one. If we want to read the scriptures deeply, Lectio Divina, if we want to engage with them in a meaningful way, we need to stop. The next is the, the first practice of the traditional kind of Lectio Divina, which is read, which is to read the scriptures. It's kind of self-explanatory, obviously, uh, read. So how do you do that? Well, you read that. You open the passage that you do to read uh, and you read the scriptures. But I maybe I can say some points that hopefully will will help us here. It's not just um, as I've mentioned before, it's not just reading to consume. It's not just reading to get through a Bible reading plan. It's not just reading to to rush through getting through a book or a certain section of a passage. It's reading in a more slow, deliberate manner in which we are ourselves wanting to understand engage with and allow the text to seep into us. Um, uh, so it's, it's reading slower and more deliberately. It's reading slower and paying attention to what is being said uh, uh, in the scriptures. I, I would recommend, I think there is time where we read big chunks of, of, of scripture. And uh, whether you're going to practice Lectio Divina every day or you're going to practice it some days, when you practice the practice of Lectio Divina, stopping reading things pray and live and deliberately doing this i would recommend not trying to cover big passages maybe smaller passages like a single psalm uh, or or maybe a a parable Um, so it's a smaller passage in which you can read through more slower more deliberately and engage with it in a more meaningful way so how do you read you select your passage you then Uh, as as the ancient practice would go, you read the text slowly. And uh, many people would say, you don't just read it through once. You would read it through and then read it through again and read it through again. And each time you're reading through the passage, you're paying attention to the very specific things that are maybe sticking out. So maybe you're reading a parable. And uh, while you're reading the parable of the prodigal son, for example, you can't helps shake that the older brother as part of the story is sticking out you're reading through it again bearing that in mind uh, asking the spirit who is present with us in these activities to reveal to us what what he is saying and then i i like to mention the three piece of of uh, of bible reading we pause ponder and pray we read we reflect we ponder we pray we read through it again we being slow slowly reading through it being mindful of of what the story is saying being mindful of the things that are sticking out uh engaging uh in, in it maybe asking questions uh, i've mentioned before i keep a notebook where i can ask questions where i can highlight things that are sticking out where i i can um maybe just write some th- initial thoughts that come to mind uh, lectio divina the reading part we stop and then we read slowly deliberately thoughtfully engaging with it um, and there's these two verses that i i really enjoy it says sanctify them by your truth it says john uh, john says in Jesus' prayer your word is truth how can a young person stay on the path of purity psalm 119 by living according to your word And uh, there is this idea, I think, where the Bible, the words of God, reading them uh, is integral to our walking in the ways of God, which is why we want to read it deliberately and thoughtfully and engage with it in a meaningful way. The second thing is think. So, uh, or the third step, if we include stop. But the, traditionally, the second step is think, um, or uh, in in the Latin of lectio divina, which is meditatio, which is to meditate. Um, and in in the sermon um, I mentioned on the Bible in practice, I talked about that Eugene Peterson um, illustration of a dog and engaging with. Uh, the scriptures, the thinking that we are talking about is the thinking that is savoring and engaging and thinking through and enjoying the story, the narrative, the text, the ideas. Um, And um, this practice stopping reading and then forcing yourself in some ways or just learning the practice of thinking is the discipline of disciplining ourselves to savor the text, to think about the context, to uh, think about the application of that context into our lives. It is the practice of stopping depersonalizing this text, of just thinking about it in an academic way or thinking about it as something just to be consumed that is irrelevant to our lives. The thinking process is, is the turning our reading of slow deliberate reading into meaningful personal engagement with the text it is realizing that this is god speaking to us and we want to engage with what he is saying so we don't just stop pause from the distractions of this world we don't just read we now deliberately engage with it in a thoughtful manner Um, and so I think we do that by asking questions like what does this mean what does it mean to us what is God saying to me you know there's a number of questions we we could ask. Uh, we could uh, even in this time think about the context in which it is written. We can think about um, uh, any specific difficulties that the text has. But we also don't want to depersonalize it. It's just an idea to be engaged with. We want to think about how does this text uh, relate to me? What does it mean? What is God saying? Um, and uh, We want to think, think through, uh, meditate, engage, be thoughtful uh, about the passage that we are reading. And Then I think when when we do that, when we begin to delight, when we begin to meditate, when we begin to think through and ask the question, What is God saying? Uh, What does this mean? Uh, How do I live this out? How does this uh, help me understand God in a more meaningful way? When we've thought through it and engaged with it, I think what ends up happening is we find our souls automatically moving on to step three or the fourth step in this uh, version which is prayer so you read the text you engage with it meaningfully, thoughtfully meditate on the text chew on it savor it make sure we're not depersonalizing the text as just a set of ideas Um, and then we pray Uh, and i've mentioned this before but If if the scriptures is God speaking to us as we believe, then prayer is us in this relational connection with God, speaking to him. Prayer is our response. The best way to respond to the scriptures is not just to go out and do what they're calling us to do. It is first to engage with the God that they are calling us to. Um, and that means the best response, the first initial response should be the response of prayer. It should be the maybe the scripture is calling us to gratitude, to say, thank you, Lord, for your gracious hand, your sovereign uh, uh, care. Or it's the Um, uh, the lament oh God the state of this nation or uh, but you oh God can break in or it's the lament for the state of the poor and widows as the scriptures often lead us to that kind of lament or it's praise oh we see how great you are God Um, or it's petition it's God we need your help to accomplish this we need you to break in and do this God I've tried to live out a holy life but I'm struggling won't you come and help Uh, thank you sorry help Um, uh, are, are the kinds of of um prayers that the reading and thinking begin to cause to bubble out of us and um and so so i i think one of the ways when i think about prayer and lectio divina is i think about these questions what kind of emotions is this passing passage evoking from me am i feeling sad am i feeling Grateful, and then allow that to bubble up into prayer, um, uh, and then I'll ask the 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 uh, question: Is what kind of response? Is this passage trying to call out of me uh, so it may be calling me to be grateful I may not feel it at that point but it's calling me to so I will try and respond with gratitude or ask God to help me to respond in the manner in which the passage is calling us to but If we stopped, we read, we think we want to engage with God in prayer. We want to we want to respond to him. And prayer is important because it it precedes action. Action will come. The scriptures must change us. But before we just try and go out and do them, we don't want to bypass the person that the scriptures are leading us to ultimately. So we go to God first for help. For for repentance, for change, for lament, for gratitude, for praise. We engage with God first before we engage with how we should live. And then the next one is live. Uh, And uh, live is what, what some would regard as the final practice. It's reading the scriptures. We've read them. We've paused so that we can read them deeply and meaningfully. We've uh, we've thought about them, meditated on them, written down some stuff, engaged with them, savored them, uh, stopped our souls from depersonalizing the text and making it just academic. Uh, we've engaged with God, and now we live this out. Um, Uh, I I love John chapter 1, one of my favorite passages in the whole scriptures. And it talks about the word becoming flesh, Jesus becoming flesh. It's like God is speaking. Jesus is the word, God's voice uh, into the, the earth. But it becomes flesh. It's like the word is put into practice. Um, and the worst thing that we can do is just read and read but never allow the scriptures to change us Uh, that's when we become religious we become judgmental Um, it's it's when we we kind of live just in the ideas of the text or just become uh, we depersonalize the text into just ideas and we don't allow it to change how we live. We don't want to get into that place. We want to live it out. Um, And I think that happens when we deliberately slow down read and engage and pray through the text eventually you're going to get to some passage where it is going to call you to do something it may call you to say sorry to someone it may call you to be generous it may call you to uh, be kind it may call uh, and may call you to go and love someone who you don't want to love the live part of it is our deliberate obedience to the call of the text we've read the text it's calling us to do something it's god speaking to us and the live part is that deliberate action of saying yes i will obey you lord um and uh and so it is the word becoming flesh, uh, which is at the heart of the Lectio Divina process. It's at the heart of spiritual reading is that God is speaking. We've engaged with them in a meaningful way and the word has changed us. Um, It's reading, thinking, praying, living. It's spiritual reading. It's reading the text in a meaningful way. I think one of the things that we find out Um, is that sometimes we can try so hard to live out the text. Um, We like every time we read, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Um, But I think what you find over time as you've engaged with the text, you read, think, prayed and and live is that the text works deeper more subversively than we can imagine and so over time just the slow deliberate process of engaging with the text and engaging with God in prayer um, the slow deliberate process of prioritizing God's word in our lives and getting that word into us begins to change us even in a way in which sometimes doesn't feel deliberate you notice yourself acting differently, thinking differently, responding differently. You are living out the text. The word has become flesh. Um, the, the word has got a hold of us it's got into us it's changed our thinking it's engaged with our person it's caused us to respond to God in gratitude and prayer or which, however our response is and it has begun to deeply change us so that now we just start living it uh, living it out we do the living deliberately and sometimes the living happens subversively as the text meaningfully changes us but these are are other steps of lectio divina the five that that i like to think of stop put devices away find deliberate time find undistracted time find some meaningful time stop read get a text Don't let it be too long that you can't meaningfully think through it. Read it a number of times. Uh, uh, Read it slowly. Read it thoughtfully. Think. Meditate. Ask the questions. Engage with it. Engage with the meaning of the text in a thoughtful way. Ask what is God saying here and what is he saying to me? pray let that begin to evoke a response not just in action how we live but evoke a response to God in prayer engaging with Him in a meaningful way and then live being obedient to the call of the text and then also watching the words subversively change us um, so that over time we begin to live out the meaning of the text so as I close now um, and as we've gone through that i think the best response that we can do is to actually go and try it Uh, go and try those practices think of them as deliberate practices um, but go and find a text if uh, you don't have a text to engage with, can I suggest maybe engaging with Psalm 1 or maybe Psalm 27, Psalm 63. Choose, choose a Psalm, one that isn't too long, but maybe one that you can engage with. Go and read that Psalm. Read it again. Read it slowly. Notice the things that are standing out to you. Think through it, pray through it, and then uh, allow that passage to inform you your actions so hopefully in the next day or two after you've uh, watched this or listened to this hopefully in the next day or two you will find some time where you can practice lectio divina read think pray live or in our hyper busy modern society uh, stop read think pray live and allow god's word to shape us and change us and transform us uh, as we eat this book the bible um yeah god bless uh hubbard city and uh thank you great to be able to speak at your your kind of equipment and i hope this is helpful to you as you engage the scriptures goodbye